It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hey, everybody. This is the one. I'm very excited, as usual, because I have my favorite film critic. I hope Kyle Smith isn't listening. My favorite National Review film critic, Armand White, is here. Kyle Smith is good, too, but Armand White's different because Armand White causes so many problems wherever he goes. Whenever he writes an article, something happens. When he shows up places, all hell breaks loose. He heckles actor. No, ma- I don't heckle. No, you don't heckle. I don't you heckle. don't heckle. I, just, I put fear. I put fear in, 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 the, in the hearts of the weak. Yes, yes, that is true. <laughs> of the weak-minded. So we are going to talk about the favorite, your favorite movies of 2019, and the Oscar choices. What was the most overrated? Tell me what your favorite movie of 2019 was. Uh, that would have to be. Uh, Dragged across concrete. <laughs> oh yes, nice. <laughs> now, do you did, do you credit me with turning you on to Zoller, Greg? I give you credit. Yeah. I give I give you the credit I did, because I did. Same with same with uh, t- uh, <laughs> Tyrus. I was going, dude. You got to see this guy's movies. And I think I talked to you and I said it was uh, Bone Tomahawk. Tomahawk. And you were sure. like, eh, you were not that thrilled with Bone Tomahawk, right? Right, right. right. I, I didn't want to see any more Zoller films after that one. <laughs> yes, but because of you, I gave Bone Tomahawk. Uh, no, 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 I'll give the next one a try, brawl, brawl. which is Brawl and Cell Block 99. Yeah. And after that, after that, he, I became a, a believer. Yeah. I'm trying to get him to do this podcast, but I think he's scared. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think he's scared. Not me. He's scared of Hollywood. Uh-huh. He did Corolla's show, so he's definitely not a liberal. Okay. And those movies tell you so. I mean, mo- The movies say so even if he won't. What did you like most about Dragged Across Concrete? Aside from the fact that the title described life in America in 2019. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Aside from that, I thought, I thought the performances, especially Tori Kittles, were amazing. Mm-hmm. But Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn were, were, were yeah. strong as well. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about – I don't know – did I talk about this movie with you? I didn't see it yet. Oh, that's right. The um, the movie within a movie I thought was mm-hmm. very interesting with where they – where uh, Zoller decides to pr- pursue the life of an – like a secondary character right. who ends up being a victim. And nobody – I don't think anybody – has anybody done – you would know. That, I thought that was just inventive and, and disturbing and also made her husband look like a complete loser. Remember well, her husband said go to work and locks the door? <laughs> She's dead. Well, he was a loser. He was, yes. He, he, was, she, he was a house She seemed to know it. Yes. But, 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 that, that's, but it's consistent with – which is why it's a good film because it's consistent with – with the kind of terror that all the characters feel mm-hmm. and with recognize a certain kind of monstrousness that is out there in the world these days. Yeah, and also, you know what I like about his movies? The vocal or the voice – how the role voice plays in it. For example, in um, Bone Tomahawk, they had, a, they had a, like a pipe inserted into their throats. Right. Remember? And they would do this. <laughs> That's my impression. And then Dragged Across Concrete – there's something about the fact that they don't have intimidating voices, mm-hmm. but they have these tape recorders around their necks. It's just, hello, please give me. And they were like beta male kind of like like uh, non-threatening voices, but were still kind of deadly and weird. Am I reading okay, too much? Okay, well, I I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. What I picked up on I thought was, was <laughs> sorry to say, uh, sensitivity between the characters and characters who would seem – they seemed unlikely – Unlikely types to be together, right. but they have something in common, and what they have in common, we can all relate to. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and, and and I can't think of any other 
any other American movie last year that had that that had that perception. Uh, this was a movie that dealt with race in a much more uh, uh, like a, a closer to the street level than any movie. Sure, you sure. know, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, very honest and very very unafraid and and very sensitive again. Yeah, uh, and sensitive in in, in, the, in what I mean by that is. Uh, a kind of honesty about what makes what makes us all human mm-hmm. and what makes us be makes us able to understand each other mm-hmm. frankly if we if we pause to do so yeah so it was mainly about the re- relationship between between Mel Gibson and the uh the driver the uh, whose name escapes me Vince Vaughn no Vince the, Vaughn no the uh oh. the, the 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 driver in the heist who God, that whole scene at oh, the oh, end oh the to- oh the Tory uh, the, yeah. the actress Tory Kittles yes yeah. that that character yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um God, I just made. I had a flashback of that whole amazing scene with the when they're with the gunfight, mm-hmm. which is just one of the most elaborately. It's like operatic, 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 operatic. Sure, close uh, enough. Close enough. Yes, uh, the, the movie is rich like opera. Yeah, uh, it, it, it takes and it also takes a viewer through several different genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a buddy movie. It's a it's a crime movie, but it's also it's also a, a kind of realistic story about. Uh, about life in America. So, you know, I'm going to send this podcast again to Craig Zoller's people, and they're going to be thrilled to hear us talk about this because I think both of us are saying it's our favorite film. And then Craig will have to go home and go, hmm, do I owe Gutfeld a podcast? And the answer is yes. You did Adam Carolla, for God's sake. I know he's listening to this. That'll be good. He should take it as encouragement. He should keep working. Yeah. He's he's one of the best out there now. He's also in a heavy metal band or almost like a death metal. He's he's a musician too as well. Uh, And boy, one one of the things that's that's – Surprising about his movies is his, his love of R and B. Yeah, and it, he writes seems, those are not those are original songs he writes. Original correct? songs. Yeah, and he had the genius to hire hire the OJ's to sing them, which which meant even if the songs weren't good, they were going to sound great. <laughs> yes, I mean that, that's pretty that's pretty badass. It, is. it really is. It, it is. is. That was he. I think he's yeah he did that in um, Brawl when he because Vince Vaughn's sure. driving around, he's yeah. listening to these songs. He could have picked up he could have bought some other song, but he ha- he wrote his own that's pretty that's pretty amazing take that martin scorsese yes exactly oh yeah no no let's just let's just do uh give me shelter again let's pop, <laughs> pop in a rolling stone song that like it always has a uh, street fighting man or it's usually give me shelter and oh my god you're every view every that makes every this is always a big pet peeve of mine slow motion and music married to an action makes it seem cool no matter what it is so people moving around the music it's like yeah, always, always give me shelter or Layla. Yes, Layla. Layla. What is that? Oh, but you're reminding me. I have to tell you, I have a rule. I, yeah. I, have, I have a couple of rules. Yeah. Not many, but a couple of rules about movies. And the Irishman violated one of them. <laughs> Being One of my rules is— Terrible? Well, yes. Well, yes, that's, that's, that's just plain, it was just plain terrible. But one of my rules is any movie that's three hours long cannot have a slow motion sequence. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he violated my rule in the Irishman. That's so funny. You know what I? That's great. Do you know what I love about the Irishman? They felt that they had to include every pit stop and driving moment in the. It's like okay, let's make it into a road picture with senior citizens stopping along the way to smoke cigarettes. It's like some of these could have gone. I know you're building to something, but it's like I don't need to see every time you go to the bathroom, right? I mean, it's just. Uh, I mean, senior citizens. Remember, but Joe Pesci was good. Joe uh, was good, but what about speaking of senior citizens? That first scene where he where he sees De Niro and he says, "What's the matter, kid?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you saw Jonathan Morris, the great ex father, was did a great job at the end. Is that what it is? He's an ex father. Yeah, he he left the he left the flock. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he got the flock out of there. 
Terrible well, joke. Well, his biggest sin was appearing in the Irishman. <laughs> He's gonna. No confession is gonna wipe <laughs> no, that no, sin. No, no. He, he, <laughs> yes. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, folks. It's your man Keyshawn Johnson here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services. Marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. So um, let's talk about uh, Quentin Tarantino. Both of us were really – I was surprised mm-hmm. by uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it, I felt like it was – an F you to Hollywood or it was like a first – OK. When I thought about the movie without seeing it, I thought, oh, my God, they're gonna, it's going to glorify violence. It's going to make them – everybody look hip and whatever. Then I go and watch it and it's not that. It's not that at all. Yeah. No. How would you explain it? Well, I have not been a, a Tarantino admirer, yeah. frankly. Yeah. And I what I hate it most about his films is his kind of uh, uh, sense of funny sadism. Mm-hmm. And I hated that about his movies, frankly. Right. So like, I, like, I, like a perfect example, Reservoir Dogs, the cutting of the ear off the police sure. officer is the humorous sadism because you have that Steelers Wheel song. Is that what you mean? Kind of like yeah, yeah. that that all the all the time. Yeah. So going into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I, I dreaded it because yeah. I thought, oh, he's he's gonna he's gonna replay the Manson murders and try to make it funny. Yes. Or else he's gonna have uh, Sharon Tate get revenge and try to make that funny. Yes. I was totally surprised because he didn't do either. Yeah. And and he 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 responded to the horror of that of that. The, yeah. the legacy of that murder that haunts everybody and especially haunts Hollywood. Right. And he responded to that, which surprised me because usually there is no social context to Tarantino's movies. <laughs> they're just they're just teenage boy fantasies. Yes. And 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 fantasies based on uh, making a hash of movie history as well. Right. Yeah. And, and he he surprised me. He I think he grew up. I think he grew up all of a sudden. It's weird because I mean it was the, the I felt that what I was watching was somebody telling me that. It's fought the men of old versus the hippies. Mm-hmm. So Brad Pitt compared to these like hypersexual but kind of ghoulish characters, these women that and the and the men there that are like this is the these are the hippies. These are the thing. This is culture coming at you, right? right? And here's the culture that's going away. And Quentin Tarantino makes it clear which one, which side he's on when he has uh, when he has Brad Pitt beat the crap out of one of the hippies, sure. makes him change a tire, refuses the advances of the girls, and then of course the climax, which I don't even care if it's a spoiler, but the climax is a glorious orgy 
of wish fulfillment and mm. and and this is what if this is what that culture deserved sure. an absolute blood he getting killed with a flamethrower getting beaten to death with a phone mm. <laughs> well g- given, given given the horror that we've lived with ever, for 50 years ever since the manson killings yeah. somehow or other tarantino surprisingly of all people was able to reach down into that into that horrific memory mm-hmm. and and pull out catharsis yeah expiation mm-hmm. and it was it was funny and satisfying yeah it was satisfying somehow or another without being inhumane right because it's 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 the deepest wish fulfillment yeah uh and, and perfectly moral a moral wish fulfillment as well it's what it's what those killers deserve which which is weird because the other wishful thinking and glorious bastards i didn't like that was stupid yeah why was, was what's the, what made that one stupid because uh, I because I uh, I watch Inglorious Bast- Bastards and it makes me mad watching mm-hmm. it. I watch this one and I'm not mad, but they're both wish fulfillment in a way. Well, he's trying in both uh, Inglorious Bastards and Django and Django Unchained. Yeah. he's trying to rewrite history, right? Which is which is a dumb thing. You can't rewrite. It. You have to understand it better. Mm-hmm. He understood the horror of the Sharon of the Sharon Tate Tate Bianco mm-hmm. murders. He understood it, and he understood what we needed, how we needed to feel about it in mm-hmm. order to continue in appreciating our own humanity. He didn't try to rewrite the history. Yeah. Rewriting history is dumb. Mm-hmm. And that's why, to me, that's, that's the beginning of why those two films didn't work. But he does something really great in, uh, in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that people don't talk about, except the people who were afraid of it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's his attitude about women, right. film culture. Mm-hmm. And this is what makes, this, makes uh, the Tarantino film a much better movie than mm-hmm. Bombshell mm-hmm. because it understands how women are traded mm-hmm. and it understands what women, how women participate in being traded mm-hmm. in culture. Mm-hmm. And, and he's critical of it. Yeah. And it's clear that he's critical of it without, without making villains of the women but understanding how they, how they participate in their own exploitation, which Bombshell does not understand. Yeah, and you were – and uh, you, are you referring to the Manson followers? Yes, the Manson yeah, followers. Yeah, the yes. Manson followers, which yes. are like – yeah. Yes, they, they're, and they're like uh, – well, there's also that sequence on that Spawn Ranch with yes. the Bruce Dern character where even the Manson followers, they're, they're like the Furies. They just they descend upon a male yes. in order to destroy him, yeah. and he participates in his own destruction too. Exactly. But Tarantino understands that better than anybody who's involved in the Me Too movement. Yeah. It's, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah, and then him, him uh, have a, uh, during the press conferences where they go, why didn't you let Sharon Tate speak? And he's just sh- you could see everybody on the, on the days just like shaking their head like, what the hell? What do we have to do? You know? I, re- I reject your hypothesis. I reject your hypothesis. <laughs> yes, that was that, nice. That should be on a T-shirt. <laughs> All right, I want to get to the controversy of this podcast because I know you and I are going to disagree on this. Uh-oh. Yes, I thought A Marriage Story was amazing. You didn't. You found – and I think, you're, I think the flaws that you see in A Marriage Story are real. I agree mm-hmm. with you. But I still feel like there was – that was – there was a message in that movie that – I mean the fact that the only happy people in the movie were the divorce lawyers is just and, – and how good – Laura Dern and Ray Liotta were and Alan Alda. It was just like it was like these are people with playing taking your money and over a process. It's a divorce industry. I thought I never saw a movie like that, but then again, I never saw Kramer versus Kramer. I never saw a divorce movie before. Sure. So this was my first one, and I thought, my God, this should be shown to people uh, before in marriage counseling. But now you tell me why you don't like it because I know you don't like it. I, I, I loathed it. Yes. But uh, why? But. <laughs> Well, you have to ask yourself, why is a divorce movie called Marriage Story? That's mm. because there's a basic dishonesty in it. Mm. Uh, it, it. 
it's it's a semi autobiographical film right. by Noah Baumbach. Right. And Noah Baumbach has shown throughout his career that he is a, a dishonest person who lacks self reflection and self examination. Now you don't like is there a personal thing going on I've here? I've never I've never <laughs> met him. I've only suffered through his movies. <laughs> don't you have it, some it, kind it, of feud bad enough. with his mother? Do you have a feud with his mother? I don't have a feud with his mother except <laughs> that she was a, she was an undistinguished film critic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love you. No few with her. <laughs> I love but, you. But 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 it's sad to say that a film critic brought up brought up a child who has no sensitivity for what makes film and art. Mm. And part of what makes film and art is that the is that the filmmaker has to explore himself with some honesty. The, the dishonesty here was probably in the infidelity part, right? Because mm. and who he hooks up with, which sure. is. Uh, and also, you can tell that there's a lot of there's bitterness between. I mean, he, he was married to Jennifer Jason Lee, right. and he and he ends up living and marrying Greta Gerwig, or I'm not sure they're married. So, it, it, his life is more of a cliche mm-hmm. than what we see in the film. So there's that gap. There's a dishonest gap there, right? No, his film. I disagree with that. His film, <laughs> his film is a cliche. His, <laughs> his life is a mess. Okay. But, his, but his, he has the life of a he has the messy life of a privileged Privilege. person, right. and he doesn't understand his privilege, and he happened to. To disrespect uh, one of the great American actresses of all time, who was Jennifer Jason Leigh, yeah. and in the, in this semi autobiographical film, he misportrayed or disportrayed or was false about why the marriage failed, mm. and he also did not respect. He's never respected her artistry. Right. Uh, he has her portrayed with Scarlett Johansson as as a as a as a social climbing bimbo. Right. But he's the social climbing bimbo, mm-hmm. and 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 he certainly isn't isn't the avant garde artist that Adam Driver portrays. Mm-hmm. But he but he likes to portray himself. Uh, yes. Bombeck likes to see himself that way, and it's false. We're talking, I guess, we're talking outside baseball, but you don't have to know that the yeah. film is about Jennifer Jason Leigh to to reject its 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 That's- inability. To be honest about what marriage is and divorce is, and he can't separate the two. I, you know, okay. So I, I was just going to say that, like, if I came in and had no idea of the loosely based autobiographical, I, I found it, I, I, I just found it, the whole divorce stuff fascinating to me, and I thought it was, it was well done. It was a horror movie. To me, it was like a scary horror. Like to watch lawyers being friends with each other, talking about charities, eating lunch together, and then taking all of your money, and then and then like basically they're capitalizing on the fact that you don't get back together. That's the whole thing. That's the story to me. I thought I have. To, I it's the only time you and I. Well, we disagree on some other movies that you've suggested, and I go, "What the hell?" But, but, see, but see, I would not call it. I would not call it marriage story. It's call, not about marriage. I would maybe call it Hollywood story uh-huh. because it's about divorce, and they love divorce in Hollywood mm-hmm. because of, because of their immorality and because some so many people in Hollywood make money off of divorce. Right. I think that's what the film is is really about. I did. I I I liked uh, Ray Liotta's performance. Yeah. I didn't like Laura Dern's performance yeah. because she was just another another hateful feminist standard bearer, and she make and she makes that awful uh, uh, <laughs> anti God speech, which is yeah. why she will win the Oscar because <laughs> because the film appeals to divorce and it feels it appeals to blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but most importantly, uh, I thought it was terribly acted, except really? for except for Ray Liotta. Except for Ray Liotta, really? everything is like an acting school exercise. Huh, interesting. Uh, it, it, all the all the obvious emotions, all the obvious responses to every situation. I have to watch this again now that you watch say it this. again. Watch it again. And you'll, you'll, I mean, be, obviously, him getting up and playing the piano was pretentious. Jesus that was uh, unnecessary. Oh, 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 my God! The the the, God. the Stephen Sondheim songs yes. were, were cringeworthy. Yeah. Uh, and why you're is making that, why, me not like a movie I really like? Don't like it. And, and why why was that there? Except except. For Noah Baumbach to social climb with Stephen Sondheim. Now the thing is, I also enjoyed 
uh, Greenberg, but you didn't. You hated Greenberg too. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. Greenberg, Greenberg. That, that's where. That's where. That's where the divorce began. Yes. That's where he began to. I, it seems as if he began to cheat with cheat on Jessica on, with, uh, on that, in on that Jennifer movie. That was like with 20, Greta Gerwig. 2010. Uh, Greg, if you can think back to the great period of Jennifer Jason Leigh's career. Yes. Why on earth would you marry mm-hmm. Jennifer Jason Leigh? And not write a great film role for her. Mm-hmm. Why would you marry her and then cast her in a movie where she's a supporting actress to Greta, non-professional girl? Oh, that's eggs. very funny. I didn't even think of and, that. And, and, and that's it, that's that. And then he ends up going off with her. Yes, yes. Uh, I didn't even see that. And, th- and this is relevant to Marriage Story because Marriage Story is, it's among about- other things, a ripoff of Ingmar Bergman's scenes from a marriage. Ah. And th- I mean that that's why Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver are going through these leave Ullman, Erlon Josephson angst moments, right. which are actors, acting class moments, frankly. They're not really felt. It's just acting school showing off. Yes. Okay, now let's move on to the biggest movie of the year, jo- The Joker. Okay. Uh, I mean, Joker. Okay. Is it Joker. The Joker or Joker? I always have this, but I can never remember. It's like no, the No, 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 the, no, no. The. Yeah. So I go back and forth on this film because I feel that there's a – that – He's he that maybe what he this it was about mental illness that he decided not to go superhero or super antihero. It's just a crazy it's a crazy dude yeah. who's who doesn't have his meds, and and this is what happened. And it's like and it's it's so it, it could just be that simple. It could be that simple. Except <laughs> except what's unacceptable in the film is that he blames it on society. Mm-hmm. Uh, he blame he blames it on the welfare system that doesn't yeah. take care of his patients. Right, and that's that's just horse hockey. Yes, and uh, and plus there's there's something wrong as as, as Another critic friend, Greg Solman, said, "There's something wrong with why would you do a a uh, what do they call those things? A an origin story on a villain? Yeah, we're interested in superheroes and how they became that way, how they made their sacrifice. Who cares about a villain? And especially the, the dishonest portrayal of the villain. Remember, remember how Joker's mm-hmm. his original origin story is? He fell into the vat of acid. It's not society that that betrayed him yes. or destroyed him. Uh, that's just more. That's just more lefty good, victimization. Good point. And that's just, that's." Unacceptable. That's a good point. And and to your point, this is like doing an origin story of um, the Vegas shooter mm-hmm. or an origin story of the Boston bomber or the origin right. story of Charles Manson. Sure. It, it is like it's like why would you do an origin story of somebody? What it, what it can only do is provide sympathy, which it did to me. I developed sympathy because you have this fantastic actor who's playing. Also, there was a lot of pretentious going on there acting school too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i loved him in um to die for he, w- he was so good remember that oh, that was so long ago i know sure. that's my favorite oh he was also good in you probably i know you're gonna hate this movie oh. uh what was the movie about scientology oh the man oh, jesus the master yeah i thought he was so good in that uh no thank you i liked him as johnny, I liked him as johnny cash <laughs> but i tell you uh, you know you gotta see if you saw a few more movies and, and, you, and you do pretty well but if you if you only seen the movie he made that Joaquin Phoenix made just before this called You Were, you were Never, never there. there. I did Never see really it. there. I, same I, performance, yeah, same yeah. characterization. Walks same, around the hammer. Yes, yeah, same, dy- <laughs> same dystopia, yes. same lack of meds. Yes. It's the same. He's doing, he's doing the same overacting as usual. Yeah, and that was, that was portrayed as a, an amazing film, and I was like, is that, is that all there is, really? Yeah. <laughs> is that all that's- and, and, to think, and to think, you're going to love this, to think we got, we got rid of Philip Seymour Hoffman and now we're stuck with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, terrible. Doing Philip Seymour Hoffman. I used to see him all the time in Midtown. He never looked unhappy. Hey, uh, do you enjoy <laughs> Richard good. Gervais's uh, uh, Golden Globe uh, tirade? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I'm kind of over it now. But yeah. It, but it was, it, was, it was good for the, t- for the moment. Oh. It was good uh, for the moment. One more outrage, and then I got to roll. I, 
I thought Hustlers was terrible. And for everybody to get all ticked off that J-Lo didn't get a nomination. What it, it's just their publicist. Yeah. It's which, which is, you know, Benny the, Medina. The, the, yeah, the only people who were ticked off are the media people. Yeah. The rest of America didn't care. The rest of America should care more that uh, Paul Walker Hauser mm-hmm. was overlooked for Richard Jewell. Oh, that, yeah. That, 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 to me, that was the most amazing performance he, of the he, year. What was he in? He was in the uh, Carradine. Uh, I, 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 Tanya. He I, was the Tanya. only good thing in that. Yes. He yes, was, the, yes, he was so you. good in thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. 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 Yeah, he was great. He was great. That was like, I'm watching that. I, I felt the I, Tanya thing with the, her speaking to you just pisses me off. And then, but then he would come in and he was just so, he was good. good. He, he was like, he was like Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie Nights. <laughs> okay. Remember that kind of like greasy, weird I don't know. Well, uh, I wouldn't say that because I liked his goodness. I liked his goodness in Richard Jewell. He's the kind of goodness. No, that, of, I, he, he was the goodness of somebody that we all don't pay enough attention to. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? Like, People are telling me to see it. That's, tra- that's crap. Okay. That's that, right. That, I figured. Oh, also. So get this. My wife absolutely loved Parasite. So I go to watch it with her. And I, I by the time they get down into the bottom of the house, I'm already like – kind of over it mm-hmm. and and people tell me no 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 you got to stick with it it's amazing and it, i mean it, it it's it's it could win best picture i don't know it what in a sentence what was wrong with parasite that it was an antifa comedy for the cancel culture Ooh, and it's it's all it's all about remember that old commie phrase property is theft yes that's what it's really about yeah, and yeah. It, it glorifies that romanticizes it and also nobody seems to remember maybe you remember there was a I, I'm told, mm-hmm. because I'm not an expert on this, but I'm told that there was a Monty Python skit called Salad Days. Oh, fantastic! Playing which, the piano! Which, my, that's which, my, that is my favorite Monty Python skip, skit of all time. They're playing the piano, and then mm-hmm. the arm falls off, and the piano start, he plays the piano with blood spurting out of his arm, and then an eyeball It's the best Monty Python skit ever. And I'm told that the, the, party, the party sequence at the end of Parasite is a ripoff of Salad Days. Oh, now I, now I have to watch it and see. You know, <laughs> by the way, almost everything... Can be traced back to salad days. All the gore. <laughs> remember this SNL with the Bassomatic or the uh, the skits of of Dan SNL Eckert. from seventy seven to eighty, which yeah. were bloody. Remember the arm would come off yeah. and spit. That was all stolen from Salad Days. And then mm-hmm. uh, obviously uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail with a knight getting his arms chopped off. Sure. They were the first people to really go into the limb the limb removal comedy skits. So it's possible that Bong Joon Ho uh, copied Monty Python, but there's really there's but he, as he also copied uh, Karl Marx. Yes. There you go. So it's not acceptable. On that note, always a pleasure talking to you. Um, I'm going to go see – you, you have to email me some of the movies that I have to see. Uh, so it's a shame that Zoller wasn't recognized. Uh, we or- disagree on Marriage Story, <laughs> but we will always agree to disagree. Don't you hate that phrase? <laughs> I hate that phrase I, I'm Let's right. agree to disagree. No, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> Okay. Armand White, uh, check out his writing on uh, at National Review. He's, he's a great writer. So is Kyle Smith. I don't want Kyle to get mad at me. But uh, great talking to you. You too. Thanks, Glad Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot, Greg. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Armand. <laughs> bye bye. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.